All right, welcome. This is Orion Rising. I am your host, Leonard O'Neill. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow. Depending on where in the world you are tuning into the show. All right, guys. I'm not on my regular computer. I'm on my laptop in the living room. I do not have the uh, Law of One uh, up for, for us to to uh, work with today. So it looks like I'm going to be uh, winging it without the uh, Law of One today. We'll just be talking. And you can see, look, look in the background. I'm literally in the living room, front door right here next to me. I'm sitting next to the front door. Let me turn front door. As I'm literally sitting in a chair with the, my laptop sitting on top of a TV tray right now. So I do not have the computer program to, to do the Law of One. I could pull up the website, I guess, and share that, and then I would have to read it. But we can just talk about it. So I, this is where I'm at. This is where I, today I'm sitting here, and I'm going to be doing Q&A. So share this out with people that you think. Somebody share this in the chat. I don't even have Facebook open on this computer right now. So share this in the uh, Law of One chat. Right, Casey, welcome. Uh, say hello to me in the chat. Otherwise, I don't know you're here. And um, I'll do what I can for now. Mom had an accident. She went to the potty in her pants and had to shower. That's for the whole world here. Uh, so I didn't want to leave her. She's having a bad day. I didn't want to go in the uh, to my office where I have. I can just barely see her from the reflection on the armoire in the in the living room out to the to the or the dining room out to the living room. So I decided that I would just come out here. I wasn't going to go live at all today, and I've never used this computer. Uh, I usually just use this computer for playing video games, right, online. Uh, and so I just said, you know what, and I didn't even pull a little tab. you got to pull the tab that blocks the camera. I'm like, why is the camera not working? I can see that it's there, but it's something's blocking it. I look and realize there's a tab. That's how brand new the computer is. So uh, here I am, um, but I can go over what we went over, and I know what is going to be covered, and then we can cover it more thorough next week. Uh, hopefully I'll be on next week because that's the day before um, uh, Christmas Eve, right? It's a, a Christmas Eve Eve. Uh, so hopefully I'll be on the air then. We'll see what's going on. However, we'll talk about the Law of One today. We're not going to do like we normally do. I'm not going to actually have the Law of One up. Uh, for you guys to see, you'll have to look at my ugly mug unless I just put up the the, the uh, overlay so you can't see my ugly face and just listen to it. Those of you who listen on the MP3 broadcast, you guys never see me anyways. You just hear what I'm talking about. So, Denise, welcome. If you're there in the audience, say hello so I know that you're uh, out there and know who you are. Let me know where you're from if I don't already know you, if you haven't already been here. Uh, most of you guys around the world, I know when you're here and where you're from because I've, I've figured that out. So... The things that have come up in the chat for the class, uh, if you guys are not in the Law of One uh, uh, class chat on Messenger, you should join that. We have really good discussions there. And in the uh, the class or the chat for returning to the old ways, uh, as well as weirdly uh, conversations, it's one of those things where uh, when we talk about stuff, uh, when I talk about stuff from the law of one, people say, this is like what I'm going through right now, or it's weird that it sounds like you're talking directly to me. And the weird thing is, right, Deborah, welcome. Uh, the weird thing is that uh, a lot of times it's that way. 99% of the time, whatever the content is week to week randomly, uh, although it is in order, uh, the law of one, we're actually on session uh, 11 right now uh, a question 15 and then i was i had that set up on the other computer but i'm not gonna take off like i said i'm gonna stay in the room mom's over here watching tv so i don't know if you guys can hear the television in the background i put on the headset so the microphone is not as 
Uh, if it is and you can hear the TV, I apologize for that. So the, the, the weird thing is that, that what's going on now in the conversations that I've had with relatives, and I literally was on the phone uh, until three and said I had to get off here to get ready for now to be live. I was on the phone with uh, my best friend. I've known him for, God, 35 years, maybe more than that. I'm 55, and we met. He and I went when I was 17, and he just had turned 18. He's like uh, nine months older than me, eight months older than me. And uh, we were just kids, and I met him, and, and now we're still friends. And he and I were talking about uh, the future and, and, and what we see going to be happening in the future. And, and uh, the things that he brought up were things that we were covering last week and starting to cover on the Law of One. Uh, and we were going to cover it this week, so I'll, I'll cover it without reading the Law of One. I could probably pull that up and read uh, some of it. Uh, you guys can, but if you have questions uh, about that stuff, then, then let me know. I love Q&A a lot better than just me talking. That's why I like to be live. I'd rather be live and sitting with an audience because then I can take questions uh, from the audience. You guys can pick my brain and, and that, you know, that way we bounce stuff off of each other. But th this is what has been happening. The conversations that we had are playing out exactly with the law of one and with other people who don't even know about it. My buddy Paul doesn't usually listen to my podcast. He hears me talk all the time and has for 35 years, right? So he doesn't listen. Sometimes he does. And he'll tell me. He catches up. He listens to the MP3. And he'll tell me what he thinks or add something or ask questions. And he was saying, you know what? I'm done with this reality. I've, I've realized that this matrix uh, is, is unattainable. And I said, well, what do you mean? You know, he, he asks knowingly, what do you mean? And he said, well, you know, the, it seems that only people that are evil or egoic are rewarded and everything else is set up uh, to make sure that nobody makes it. He says, I own a home. I've owned three houses. He has He's a very successful man. I've owned three, four houses now, he says, and, and I'm fixing up this house to sell it. And it's, I would love to live in this house. He says, but I know that what is a house? He says, it's a, it's a, it's an anchor that keeps you uh, in their system, in that matrix, in the system. It anchors you to the system. I just smiled. He couldn't see that because we were on the phone. I smiled because I knew where he was going. And we had literally just gotten to that point with the law of one last week. and was going to move into uh, to talking about that. And I said, that's funny because I literally, we were going to talk about this. And he says, what do you mean? Uh, Julie, welcome. Uh, I'm late, Julie. So you made it. I didn't come on until about five, what, five minutes ago now, eight minutes ago. I was late uh, and now I'm sitting in my, in a chair and you can see the chair. I'm sitting in a chair in the, in the living room by the front door, which is right there. <laughs> Windows, Christmas tree over here. You guys can't see it in the corner over here. In the corner is a Christmas tree. You guys can't see that. A television against the wall over there. Big, huge, 48-inch movie screen is over here, right? So anyway, um, windows, fireplace, fireplace right there. So I know it's, I should have put something up here, right? Maybe it's it's cool. So anyways, um, Julie says, I was on another page. So you were listening to somebody else spewing stuff off, right? <laughs> so... He says, I'm done with this matrix. I, 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 I have to figure out, and I think I've figured out, that I can live within it 
but be without it. And I said, that's still, that's what you're supposed to learn. And he says, he says, what, what do you mean? I said, well, that's one of the things that you're supposed to realize the realization, right? Penny, welcome. Um, the realization that this is an illusion, right? This is what, what Lao Chi said to those who can realize that this is the illusion and create your own illusion and stick to that will find the way to heaven. And that's the, the story with everything is that thinking outside of the box. And he brought up the, the dragon uh, theory from uh, the, the Arthurian uh, times where Merlin uh, had said that, uh, and he had said this when we were kids and he brought up remembering that and said, you know, when we were like 18, 19 years old and working for the government, he was working for the uh, U.S. government. He was a private contractor that, um, I can tell you this now, but it used to be a, a, a secret. I was working for the Irish government. He was working for the American government. And uh, he was uh, in basically the, the CIA. And he was uh, an ordnance specialist. And what he did was he made sure to, uh, this is why people don't know this, but this is why the CIA is the greatest. Um, they, they make FedEx. In fact, FedEx was based on the guy who created FedEx was his uh, ex agency. Their entire network of that agency is as big, if not bigger, than FedEx is in real life. Not a joke. Shipping everything everywhere when you need to have it absolutely overnight. The Marine Corps always laughs about that, right? When you absolutely, that's the, the uh, FedEx says, their motto uh, says, you know, when you absolutely need something overnight and you FedEx it, the Marine Corps uh, took that and said, and the Navy SEALs took that and said, when you absolutely have to go into a foreign country and kill foreigners overnight, you call the Marines or the Navy SEALs. And they joke about that because of how quickly they can get from place to place. Being mobile as a military and being able to move mass quantities of ordnance and personnel from one place to another uh, it takes more than just the military and what they can accomplish. So, And then if you want to get stuff there with nobody seeing it, you can't let the military do it. You have to have somebody else. He did that, and he moved ordnance from uh, bases in America overseas to a war zone and then made sure that all of that worked and then handed it over to the military who would load ordnance into tanks and on ships and on planes and and hand stuff to people and um and there there was private contractors that the government hired so that they kept the military numbers down it's all political uh so that the people in the world didn't know about it so he had made i know i had that's a long story but he had made the analogy then about the cabal the deep state that they were like the dragon from the arthurian times when merlin said the dragon is in everything it is everything and that comes from the Ouroboros. Remember, we talked about the Ouroboros. Some of you know it as the Ouroboros. The Ouroboros, the dragon of the North Sea, the European dragon. The dragon of the North Sea, according to the Vikings, is, the, is that um, dragon, the serpent, that encompasses the entire planet to where it's biting its own tail. Do you understand? And that's the connection that people don't realize what that means. The, the clamping of its own tail is, is, is opening the circuit or closing the circuit, but opening the circuit as far as electricity when you're making the connection so that it is a, a, a cycle. It's the cyclical spiral. 
And that dragon is so large that it encompasses the entire world because it is everything that is nature that it encompasses. And that's where you get the charm of making. We talked about this last week and, and Raw was getting into that here in uh, session uh, 10 going into 11 and 12. Uh, and uh, only it's it's veiled in, in the message itself. And you'll see this next week. If I'm on next week, which because it's Christmas weekend, I may not be on. I'm going to try to. Um, but it, but but if not, the next time I'm on, you'll see how we're getting into that, and I'll show that. And some of you know because you were here last week and the week before. So, so the 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 dragon, he used the analogy that the government and the deep state was like that dragon, and that if you saw the entire thing, and this is what Merlin said, if you saw the dragon, all whole in all of its parts, it would burn you to cinders. If the dragon looks at you and sees you, then it burned, it would burn you to cinders because you got its attention. It would flame you out. That is the entire analogy of the European dragon, even the Japanese dragons, um, that you didn't really want to get its attention because if you got its attention and it looked at you, then it would come after you and target you. So he used that analogy, and then he says today, I didn't realize how awake that analogy really was until he says just recently and i look back at what i said 35 years ago and i'm thinking to myself i was nowhere near as awake as i am now how did i have that revelation because it meant something more on a 3d scale when he said it but it will it transcended and he realizes that now and i said that happens a lot and we don't realize that it that's part of the learning process and becoming awake is when you start to see those things. And we talked about this, Casey, you and I've talked about this many times uh, just recently, right? Uh, last week. And, and, uh, and when we were talking privately, how we, you get to a certain level of your consciousness and you go back and revisit the things that really meant something to you in your past songs, movies, books, stories. And you realize that you at the time didn't know it, but you were drawn to something because the message that was in there, you knew had a deeper meaning. And now you're starting to unpack that and you're realizing, oh, oh my God, it's in everything. And he's going through that process right now. And I said, it's funny because I literally have this conversation over and over and over. I said, if you look at my TikTok or, or I put it on Instagram and I put it on Facebook, if you look at those clips that I make, those shorts that I make, it's the same story. Every single one of everything that I've posted is a parable and it's all the same story. And I'm, and I'm posting it in different ways, except for like when I'm just messing around, when I did some of the Halloween stuff. Right. And it, and it, but most of that is still has meaning. For instance, the, I love to refer to the, the guy pushing the big boulder uphill and, and uh, you, he cannot, and you cannot, and no one can, I couldn't, no one can truly understand that journey until you're done. You're pushing that rock uphill and all you're focused on is pushing that rock uphill and you know that you're trying to get to the top and how far is the top? I can't see past the boulder that I'm pushing, but I know it's there. And I know that this won't go on for eternity. So you keep going. And once you get to the top, you then turn and look at where you came from and you see how far you've come. And the journey that you had in along the way becomes apparent to you. Do you see? And that is literally what he's doing and what we all do and what we all have to do 
And this is what Raw is talking about in the Law of One, session by session by session, over and over in different parables, the same way Jesus spoke, the same way Muhammad spoke, the same way David spoke, the same way Moses spoke, the same way God spoke to them. Uh, if you're any one of the big three religions, uh, you know, the Hebrew, Christian, Muslim, because they're all based on the same. But even if you're an Eastern philosophical thought or any other uh, uh, philosophical thought, right? Well, yes, Casey says, you, let me put it up on the screen. For those of you on the MP3 broadcast, you can't see it. You know, see, I'm going to start doing the show on this computer and take it in there because this thing is so much faster. I'm on Wi-Fi here. Even there, it's hardwired and you know how much problems we have. I'm not, I'm looking at my uh, uh, signal and I haven't had any issues, but then again, it could be because I did cast a circle prior to uh, uh, coming out here uh, and, and when I was getting ready for the show, thinking the Wi-Fi was going to go up and down. But Casey says you have to keep having faith that you'll reach the top. That's right. And, and you can't stop because once you stop, it's harder to start again because your momentum is, is now stifled. So you learn that early on in, in some place where if you stop, then you go, oh, no, and it's really heavy and you have to hold it in place. Otherwise, you go backwards and it, you don't like going backwards because once you do that, you realize you have to push it forward again and it takes longer to get it started. So once you get that momentum going, you learn at some point in your life to have that faith, like Casey said, that there is a top and you're going to get there, but also to, to continue because if you stop at some point and the realization that everything in this matrix, in this illusion that we call reality, is designed to stop you. It's designed to distract you so that you will lose your momentum to make it harder for you because the powers that should not be, the dragon of the North Sea or the or you know Tiamat the dragon or uh, uh, whatever, uh, the, the opposition doesn't want you to succeed. Ego doesn't want you to succeed. The realization usually takes when you get to the top of the mountain to realize that all of that was your ego getting in your way. That, and, and you can't truly understand that or, or, or glean that or understand that until you get to the top and turn around and look back and realize you were your worst enemy. You're your only enemy. You're the one getting in your way. So I explained to him the reality of 3D, right? I call that reality, but it's not. I should say the fakeality of 3D. Right? Well, Julie says, oh, oh, how I have grown to hate ego. Well, see, eventually you're going to embrace the ego and not hate it or ego in others as well. Uh, and, and the reason for that is you'll understand the, the dichotomy, the, the dance that is the yin and the yang completely and how beautiful that is. And the ego is not something to be hated or despised or feared because that's ego in and of itself. That the ego is absolutely necessary for your growth, for my growth, right? And you will and you will say, right, not your ego, you're saying, but other people's. Now, I agree. That's annoying, right? <laughs> when other people are all egoic. Julie said, no, not my ego, their ego. Just, yeah, not mine. So, but ego is a part, right? Listen to what, she's, what we're saying here. I'm going to put this up on the screen. Ego is a part. I'll read it to you. So those of you listening on the MP3 broadcast, ego is a part of humanity. To deny it is to deny ourselves, right? So... 
that's true 100 percent. the ego is there for the to to the causality for the the trap of the mind it's necessary so that you me all of us can have an organic experience of life that's what we're here to do that's what this is about it's about an organic individual experience uh in this reality even though we are immortal our soul is immortal we're trying to understand and realize what life would be if we were not so we're here mind wipe veiled so that we don't know what's going on and uh, this trap of the mind is designed as part of ourselves is this ego that's designed to play into this reality right yeah, right, right. Denise says, like Fleetwood Mac again, it's the references to movies and songs and all of this, it's in everything, like Fleetwood Macs, right? So, don't stop thinking about tomorrow. Great song, great analogy. Because the truth is, you need to be doing that because, but not too much. And that was the, the, the lesson that Yoda was trying to teach young Luke Skywalkers, always looking to the future, always never present. You want to be aware of the future and plan for the future and see yourself, where am I going to be and, and, and manifest that. But if you're constantly looking to the future and not thinking about yourself and the future is now, then you're spending all your time obsessing on something that you won't achieve. It's unachievable. And that was the lesson. That's part of the lesson that we all need to learn. And that's the, the lesson of the faith of there is a top. I will get there. Because otherwise, you're thinking, right? Julie says you have to have faith in, in, in getting to the top. But that's the, the journey. You have to say to yourself, I don't want to focus on what is it going to be like when I get there? Oh, I can't wait to get there. It's going to be there that I'm going to this and that and that and this. That's when you're looking to the future, always looking to the future. And you're, and you're making it unattainable for yourself because you're saying like, like people like my sister, one of my sisters is in pain because she has a pinched nerve or, and, and I use this analogy to her. I said, you have to stop thinking about uh, the pain itself. Oh, the pain, the pain. I have to fight this pain because you're telling your body, I need to be in pain because I have to have to, something to fight against. I said, when people, people who beat cancer don't say I'm fighting cancer, I have to fight this cancer. I have cancer because then you're telling yourself, this is what I have. And that's what you're manifesting for yourself. You have to manifest further and say, I'm going to beat this. I'm not a victim. This is not going to, to beat me. I will be it. What do I need to do to accomplish that? I know that the end is there and I am going to beat this. And if I don't, then it was not supposed to be. And then I will die when I meant to die. But along the journey here again, that's another parable to the journey. Uh, I need to manifest where I want to be. Right. So Denise said, exactly. Right. I'm lying face down. Angel says, I'm lying, ha ha, I'm lying face down with a, with a pinched nerve right now. See, right? my sister has a pinched nerve in her spine. She has a pinched sag nerve on both sides, basically. The spine is pinched there. And she actually, they went in and did a shot. And they're thinking that they may have to go in and do some surgery on her spine. But they have her now doing all kinds of exercises. And I told her, I said, you, you know, you have to take care of yourself. I did that one time. I pinched the sciatic nerve and I couldn't walk. I still had to work because I was the only breadwinner. 
And I'm looking at your words instead of the camera. Funny, because when I'm at, oh, in there, I look at the camera. When I'm out here, I'm looking in the wrong place. So I pinched the nerve, my sciatic nerve, for eight months. I couldn't take a full step with my right foot. And I was doing all kinds of those stupid butt stretches where you stand and your butt sticking out and uh, up against the wall and on the ground and all that stuff. And they were thinking about doing electrolysis and, and you know, electroshock. Um, but, you know, you just got to keep exercising and stretching and, and finding a spot that doesn't hurt as bad and loosen up that muscle, right? You have to convince your body. Again, I told her, you know, Tai Chi and, and meditation helps because you start to learn to control your body and you tell your body this is not permanent and this is what needs to happen. You're doing this to yourself. Your body is, right? The body is pinching the nerve and holding on to that and then you tense up. Your whole body tenses up because you're in pain and then it makes it worse. So you have to, to take control because your body is just a, a, a functioning machine and you have to then relax the body and get the body to relax itself. And I know that sounds easy to do, right? When, but it took me eight months, uh, literally eight months. Uh, and then it still was bothering me and I would pinch it over and over for another three to five years. So it's not something that you know what I'm talking about because you have the pain. And Denise with, with cancer, you know what I'm talking about more than I do when it comes to the cancer because I don't, in fact, have cancer. However, mindset, this is why when you're in the hospital, they don't tell you how dire you might be in as in a position because when you get it in your mind, you'll defeat yourself and say, oh, no, I'm dying, and then you'll die. So they don't tell you any of that so that you're optimistic and you ignore that because your mindset is, and they doctors know this, your mindset is 99% of the battle, right? So the first step of avoiding the trap is knowing of its existence, right? Uh, Casey said, I'm in Montana again, taking care of my uh, girlfriend with a brain tumor, and I'm taking a break. You, you know, every one of you guys that come on here and, and work, and we work with one another, even off, uh, off camera here, you guys are all doing great, great. I was talking to, to Hunjal today about that one. Doing great work in and of yourself. You guys are selfless, and I want to point that out. And those of you who are fans that listen uh, and that give me feedback, I know that you guys also, everyone who's in service to others, because people who are in service to self, let's be serious, they don't stay on this channel very long, right? If you're in service to self, you come in here and hate me and immediately, and then when they see what you guys are saying in the, in the chat, they hate you guys too, because they know that they fear you and they know that, right? And I, and I wanted to acknowledge you guys. I love you guys because you guys are caregivers uh, in your own right for other people, for yourselves, for family members, for friends, and you're giving uh, of yourself uh, all the time. I mean, look, I'm doing my show from the living room because I didn't want to leave my mom alone. So today I'm not playing the law of one for you guys to hear because I don't have that program on this computer. And instead of me reading it, which I could do, I felt that it would, that, uh, you know, I kind of like the being personal and going down this road. Right, and talking to you guys and, and, and working off of you guys in here. And those of you who, if you're here for the first time, know that if you were just wanting a clinical uh, law of one reading, that happens normally. And then I talk as well, way too much, some people say, right? So, but I wanted to acknowledge, especially you women that, that are here today, 
that have said uh, stuff you guys know because I talk to you guys off uh, uh, the show when we're not live as well. You guys are great, great human beings. Uh, and I want to say that in, in, in with the utmost reverence of human being, <laughs> right? Because you are uh, incredible beings, very powerful. Uh, and and uh, I, But I also wanted to point out, because my buddy Paul, he says, I can't do what you're doing. I, I won't do it. I'm so frustrated and annoyed with everybody. They got to sink or swim, man. They, they're on their own anyway. The truth is, you know that you're talking, but... If they'll only listen, and there's the analogy, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. He says, why do you do it? I said, because of the balance, the 50% balance of the yin and the yang. I do this because the other side, the opposition is trying to stifle and has successfully stifled most of 90% of all information that will allow anyone to, to be helped in any way to ascend. And they've done that throughout history and time. And it's uh, taken people who have stolen away scrolls and hid them in places around the world and then brought them out or they were found and we're still finding scrolls all over the place. That stuff pops up and then we find them, we read them, we add them to the world's knowledge only because we have realized, some people have, in a larger scale than before, that there is a 50% ratio here. So if they're pushing really hard to stifle everyone, the opposite is is apparent and should be. So the fact that there is a concerted effort by the powers that should not be to take away all knowledge is the reason that I'm here doing what I'm doing. I said, however, not everybody is here for that, nor is it even necessary. And I want this to be known. This is what Ra was talking about over and over throughout all of the lessons. And, I, and you'll hear me point this out as we go on in the different lessons, which I'll pick back up when I'm on the other computer next week, or I'll get the, uh, an app on here, and we'll do it from here if I have to. Okay. And, and that lesson is that just by you being here, being, there's that key word again, by you being here on this planet and being in service to others, you are making and affecting the energy of the all just as much as everyone else. Me doing this isn't affecting the large population of the planet any more or less than anyone else in any genre. Do you see? Everything works out to be 50% across the board, yin and yang. Okay? So everyone has their part to play, whatever, however large or however small that is, but it averages out to the same. It's the bell curve. Some of you know that from being here in America and being graded on bell curve, right? So those people who get a D or a D minus are still going to pass like the people who get an A plus. And they're not going to get any more credit for it than the people who got the A plus. They're not going to get any more credit than the people who got the D minus. They're all going to graduate. Do you see? That is the reality that you have to realize is happening that this illusion of you have to be three-dimensionally successful, otherwise you're nobody. You have to be an influencer on TikTok or you don't exist. All of that is untrue, right? And here's another example of, of, of that where people are saying, well, they realize there's this cabal and there's these evil people. Well, they control the entire internet and all the searches and they shadow ban everybody. And that's so different. We have to defeat them. Okay. 
let's go back in time to 1772, the United States of America, North American continent. At that time, the powers that should not be, the same ones that are in charge today, had 100% control, seemingly so, of all the printing presses in the colonies and in Europe. That is the same on the scale they had of technology for information highway as the controlling of all of the uh, all the big tech companies now no different okay and what happened you had people like ben franklin hamilton and the like who under aliases bought their own printing press printed their own material and got that information out by handing out leaflets. And that was the only way to get information out at the time, books and leaflets and music. That was it. We didn't have movies. You had plays, you had books, you had music, and you had leaflets and pamphlets. And that's what you used. That was their internet for the day. You handed it out. It took longer for information to get around the world than it does today. But it's the same control. It's no different. Okay? So me doing what I'm doing right now, is the same as Hamilton printing press under an assumed name and an alias and getting that information out to the world as best that he could on a small scale. And people said, you're never going to have any effect. You're only going to reach 20, 30 people in your town. That person is now known worldwide for the letters, right? The do good letters that were written. Okay, and that you can look that up, right? Do good was the last name of the female character that one of our founding fathers, a persona, an AKA, an alias name that he was printing under and handing out to the world. Okay, that is no different than Leonard O'Neill utilizing the internet, buying my own computer, getting my own program, and going live or using my phone and going live. And then getting this information out to the small numbers of people that it gets out to. And then it trickles out from there to other people because I affect you. You affect people around you. You affect me. We both, that's the learn, teach, teach, learning that, that, uh, 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 that raw is trying to talk about. Right. So you, you guys, by your comments, you guys affect me. And then I, in turn, that leads me down another road and that, and, and I go, Oh yeah. What about that? That's a great idea. Oh, that. And then we affect each other and then that ripples out conversations that I have with other people after this are affected by this conversations that you have with people after this are affected by this. It's no different than what they did when they were trying to free a nation at any time on the planet anywhere. So the fear of the big tech and their control over the big tech is stifling all the information. No, it's not. There's, there's people giving information to people on other platforms that you guys don't know about. Okay. I know this because I'm there. I set up a bunch of them. That's how I was doing it when I was working for the Irish government. When I was working for the IRA, I set up websites and chat rooms under aliases to give information out to the world as to what was going on. And I changed that from working from that country after they were freed to working for the whole world with the same coalitions. We all just went and, and continued and got bigger and then expanded out and incorporated other people around the world and met other people that were doing the same thing and became bigger coalitions. 
okay? Because the globe got smaller because the internet allowed us to have access. And just like when they said, oh, we stifled Donald Trump and he's not talking to anybody. That's a lie. Donald Trump hasn't been quiet ever. He's still texting now. He's just not doing it on Twitter, okay? He's not doing it on any channel that nefariousness is monitoring. And then he opened up his own channel. They're on there. They've infiltrated that, but they can't, they can't uh, erase it. Do you see? People find a way. Look at look at uh, Kid Rock. Kid Rock prides himself on not being able to be canceled. Tom McDonald, another musician, prides himself on you can't cancel me. Why? Because he's in. He's the only one who's making the money. I'm the one who's writing the music. I'm the one who's producing the music. I'm the one who's who's getting myself concerts. I'm the one who's getting my. I have my own record label. You can't cancel me because I'm not beholding to anyone. And that is what Jesus was doing. That's the same message. You have to realize that's what I'm doing now. You can't cancel me because if they turn me off of Facebook and they turn me off of YouTube, which they've done, and they turn me off of, of uh, those platforms that they own, any Google platform, which they've done, I can come back with a different name or I just go to these other platforms. There's other platforms that, that I'm getting my message out right now that I'm broadcasting the MP3 broadcast to that they don't control. So when they kicked me off of all Google products and stifled me on Facebook, I was still putting out uh, information out to the entire planet because the other companies that I'm working with that are putting out my podcast are not beholden to those people. It's just the mainstream, the people who are, they're in the matrix anyways. So like I'm on TikTok and I'm posting videos and there's not a lot of people that watch those just like this. I'm not doing this because I expect to have a million views. If I was, I'd be flicking my dinghy and shaking my ass literally on the screen and showing you guys my body and being all sexy, or I would be talking about that, and that's it. That's that's how you make money on those platforms, which is really hilarious. I wanted to point out, by the way, I've been doing a study on TikTok since I got on there. I started following a whole bunch of people in different genres and uh, I just got done following women and watching everything that they do and how all of them are doing the same exact thing. And unfortunately for the younger girls, they don't realize that what they're doing is what the, what the women who are selling their bodies for money are also doing. And they don't realize that. And some of them do. And when they realize that they stop doing what everybody else is doing. Right. They all have the same dance moves to the same song and they're all doing that. The young girls are doing that because they're emulating the older girls and they're trying to be sexy. And they don't realize those older girls are only doing that on TikTok so that they can take you from TikTok to either Instagram or Twitter or Instagram, then Twitter and then to their naked sites that you have to pay money for. OK. Uh, and the guys are doing the same thing. But it's weird because TikTok who's owned by the, the Chinese Communist uh, Party of, of China, uh, that is doing that on purpose to, to destroy America from within. One of the things they're doing, uh, that's why they're about to be banned in the United States. Other countries are already working on that as well. They have weird standards. They want women to do this debauchery to get people hooked on looking at this, but you can't show your butt from behind, your butt at all, if you're under 18 or you get deleted. And if you look like you're underage, you have to tell TikTok, and they do this all the time. They even say hashtag fake body. 
but they always say, I, you know, I'm 19, I'm 22, I'm 23. And, and I was like, why are you guys doing that? They're like, well, TikTok, one of their rules are that you can't show a girl's butt. So you can jump up and down with no bra on and have your nipples hard with a shirt that's almost see-through or see-through. You can uh, jump around in a string bikini if you tell them I'm 18, if you look 12. But if you are 12, you get deleted if you show your butt, right? It's it's hilarious. The, the weird, and this is the reason I bring that up, is that that shows that the Chinese Communist Party who's trying to destroy America from within by allowing everybody to get hooked on debauchery. You can't find that in China on TikTok. Everything there is learning stuff. It's all science, history, and learning. Uh, but in America, the most popular thing for guys to watch are women jiggling their boobs and their butt and, and trying to uh, uh, get past the cameras and showing their crotch. Okay. And then if you, if you look at the, uh, those women and then you follow, they'll tell you, go to my Instagram, you go there and on the Instagram, they say, here's a link. And that link takes you to their Twitter account or to all of their accounts, which are, you click on, eventually it's the fans only account and that's their naked photos. And I know that because if you go online and Google the name they use, most people who pay to go there, copy and paste their photos naked and post them on the internet. Okay. So for those of you people, but here's the thing. If you're looking for naked women, you don't have to go to TikTok to find your way to naked women. You can literally go to Google, which they have standards, supposedly. Here's this weird part about nefariousness. Their standards are they 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 don't want to allow, it's illegal to show kitty porn, but they want to show porn, right? But on TikTok, who they're trying to destroy America by getting them hooked on porn, they don't want to show porn. And oh, by the way, you can't. So, they, so the weird thing is the Chinese Communist Party uh, hates pedophilia. They, that's with a passion. Now, in America, that's, what, that's the biggest sell, uh, selling factor in the rest of the world is pedophilia. But they don't want you to know that. When I say that, the algorithm is going to probably come after me, right? Um, yes, Julie said, she asked a question. I'm, I was looking at everybody's comments, and I'll read those in a second. But Julie asked the question, doesn't China also have a limit for TikTok as well? Yes, in their country, they have a time limit. And it's in it, in the, the app keeps track of that. It's a, it's a you know, one of those parent controls. And the app keeps track of that. You can only be on TikTok, I think it's an hour uh, or two a day. It's not very much. And you can't be on it anymore. Uh, so they don't allow all of the stuff that they encourage Americans to do in their country at all. See, that should tell you something about even nefariousness. Nefariousness is for you, but not for me. It's for it's for the people who are in service to self to be controlled, but not in those of us who are in, ser are in service to others to be controlled by people that are in service to self. So those people who are in service to self, they want to do that to people, but they don't want it done to them. So the people that they want to uh, that they're trying to wean to be just like them, they want them to learn the control part, but not the submission part. That's my point of all this but that I'm getting to, okay? So those people in service to self are teaching others in service to self, the ones they want to take over for them, how to be the predator, not the prey. You don't want them, they want them to be submissive to them, but they don't want them to become the sheep. Do you see? That's the standard. So they want you, if you're in service to others, they, they don't give a crap what happens to you. They, they hope you die. 
honestly. Uh, they don't want the, your uh, everything that is that they're against in their entire lives, right? So Elon, right? Elon, uh, this is Casey saying, Elon, uh, he, what is this, reverse engineered each other's stuff, right, in the 80s. Oh, that's what you're saying, Ellen, right? No, Elon, you're saying Elon. And he reverse engineered each other's stuff in the 80s. This guy has NDA and is retired at 48. Oh, you're not talking about Elon Musk. I apologize for that. Um, so, well, maybe maybe you are. Be more specific, Casey, because I think I lost you in what you were saying there. You're probably making a comment that I would have understood if I would have read it when you first posted it a couple minutes ago, right? <laughs> so, uh, Andrew says, "I've I've seen I've seen this even." So this is my point, right? That's, I didn't read what you said. It's perfectly plain. Maybe I got in through osmosis when I looked at the screen. I've seen this even in SNM, sadomasochism, with the spirituality and and uh, divine feminine uh, embodiment too. They are all still doing it to get the views under the under the uh, belief that they are empowered. And some I've even met are still deeply insecure about their looks and, and feel exploited, right? But they're doing it anyway because they feel that they're, uh, because they are, are trying to be in service to self. You have to realize that some of them are victims and some of them like being uh, my ex-wife's uh, daughter-in-law. Uh, she uh, is, is a psychiatrist or psychologist and, by trade. And she is, uh, loves uh, S&M. She loves to be dominated um, by men. And um, she gets off on that, right? And so people that are submissive, uh, because they are, are uh, also in service to self, they you have to realize the weird dynamic. People that are in service to others have no concept of the reality of their world on the other side. None whatsoever. And that's why you have uh, victims say, I just want to know why. Why did that person do that to me? Right. Because you're trying to get your head around it in a 3D way that you can understand. The problem is you're not wired to even get why they did it to you because you're in service to others. And that's where you come from because you're more heart based than you are brain based or egoic based. Do you see? So when people are in service to self, they do it because they can. That's it. Because I have the ability to dominate you and I gain power and control over you by doing it. And it's not just mean acts. They do it and then they're sorry and then they love you and then they slap you in the face and then they tell you they're sorry and then they kiss you and hug you and then they slap you in the face again. I've watched them do it. Okay. They do that sexually too. Deviantly aggressive sexual acts and then when you get to the point where they know that you're about to lose it, they stop and hug you and kiss you. And then they slap you in the face, but not hard enough to hurt you, but hard enough for, to get your attention and that they're still in control. And then they go, I love you. You know, I love you, right? Smack. You know, I love you, right? I love you. And that is a reward for you submitting to them when they attack you or if they choke you with their penis. And hold it there until you're about to pass out, and then they let you out, and then they then they hug you and 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 sit there and hold you, and then they slap you in the face a few times, and then grab you, ram their their penis back in your mouth. I've watched them do that stuff, okay. And the women like that because you get used to that that uh, reward for the the you know the 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 cruelty that's being done, and if you are that type of person. You then you then start 
seeing that what you're doing is you're getting into a better place with the person who is, that's what they're trying to train you, uh, that you have a higher stature, that they love you more. And they only do this because they love you. That was like, you guys saw weird science, Chet, the brother, I do this out of love, he said, right? But he was just a dick. He was in service to self and he was a dick and cruel to his brother. And he said he did it out of love only when he was getting his ass kicked by, um, what's her name? The woman that was created by the two boys. But that was the lesson that was trying to be taught to him and other people that if you do bad things, there are eventually consequences for your actions. And people that are in service to self will tell you that's not true. They don't want you to believe that there is. They want you to believe there is no ramifications or there is no repercussions and there is no comeuppance for what they do because they can get away with that by lying to you and controlling the matrix here. And that's what they're doing. That's the dragon, right? So, um, so Casey said, I met a guy today who worked against Elon. That's what you're talking about in the 80s. They were working on the same ideas. This guy invented the, the uh, a, a clickable ad back in the beginning of the Internet. Oh, OK. So you met that guy and he was working against and they're doing that now. They're they're going after Elon Musk as hard right now as they did Donald Trump from 2014 until they're still doing it. And now they're going after Elon Musk. As soon as he uh, said he was going to buy Twitter, ads started all over the television across the United States, probably the world, but especially in the United States, where they were showing his cars when they were doing tests, when they got a hold of the video of the cars crashing into things and, and, uh, and, you know, and, and running people over. And originally, they weren't even smart enough to change the dates. And people like me saw it and laughed and said, you guys are, are taking uh, stuff from the test car in 2008. Well, it was actually more like 2014 or 15, 16. I'm like, this stuff was obviously, that was back when they were working on it. And then all of a sudden, those same commercials came on and they scrubbed the dates on there so that it looked more like it was happening today. And that was what they were trying to tell you. But they weren't smart enough in the beginning to scrub the dates. And then it took somebody to, that had the technology to tell them, you need to scrub the dates. You look stupid. And then all those commercials changed overnight. And it only they were only on the air for about three weeks before they scrubbed them. And I was laughing the whole time. And I think I mentioned it to one or two people. And what happened was people around the world mentioned it. And somebody said, you look stupid. Fix that. So all of a sudden, they were trying to get all the contracts to be pulled from, from uh, uh, Elon Musk. Because of that, they were showing SpaceX crashes and that was stuff that they were, again, from 2016, 2014, when they were testing and they were trying to make it look like he was just a debauchery today and we need to vote this out and get it uh, in, and fire Tesla. Uh, and they went after him for everything. And then, they, of course, the government's investigating him. And now the news agencies, all of them are claiming that, he, that Twitter is now a cesspool of misinformation. Right? I mean, you got to love it. So... Uh, Anjal says, even the Tarot, let me put this on the screen because it's a big one. Even the Tarot on YouTube, Tarot on YouTube, has become the new spiritual uh, porn, right? People are addicted to needing to know for survival what is going on. So they watch these videos with fear in, in, in the titles, right? Uh, and that's the truth of it. All the while, uh, all the while deny, denying, right? No, delaying their own peace. And, and acceptability, right, for their own thoughts and actions, right, because they are addicted to, uh, you're absolutely right, 100%, they're addicted to uh, needing to know 
from people what's going on what's my future tell me what's going on and and they just sit there and they're trying to read into everything and the truth is and this is her point the truth is that they're supposed to look within and fix themselves right i'm looking in the wrong place i'm looking at myself now uh, weird that when i'm on camera there i look straight at the camera the whole time now that i'm on my laptop i'm looking everywhere but where i should be looking for you guys to see me isn't that funny look at the camera leo look at the camera leo look at the camera leo so but it's true you all everything is is a distraction and and in in disinformation or misinformation and but you have to realize and this is the conversation it's funny how this has gone right back around right yeah they're they're grooming casey said getting back to uh what what i was talking about with the uh with the control and what they're doing and that's absolutely true they're grooming and some of them realize that and the ones that realize it are the ones that do submit because they know they're being groomed to be the controller eventually absolutely casey you're 100 right so um so what, but what's happening is that you have people that are fake as well that are coming on and they're telling people things uh, on, on the internet acting like they're not. The good thing is that people uh, are actually because of that, and I'll explain why all that's happening, by the way. Um, it, the reason for all of that to happen and people getting addicted to that is the distraction right? Instead of looking within and they're supposed to realize that. And what's happening though, and here's, and here's the whole purpose of that. And I think that's where both Casey and Hung Joel were going with this. I hope I'm saying your name right now. I apologize. I'm saying it fast and I was screwed up because I do that. Um, it, the whole purpose is, and I said this earlier on in the show, and I'm going to, I'm going to say it again, this is what the law of one was talking about and will be talking about in session 11 and 12. Uh, so you guys, once I get the program back running or on my other computer, uh, in the office, then uh, we would be discussing this anyways, oddly enough. And we're discussing it uh, today in the classes and in the chats and as well with my buddy is, is that the reason it's playing out so fully in the 3D, in the three-dimensional, you have this apparent cabal and this this temporal war and this battle for the minds and souls of the human race playing out in the physical so intently is directly related to the spirituality of the human race the same as the planet being tilted off angle off plumb off upright by 23.5 and it's actually 23.37 right now it was 23.5 for a long time and it's actually 23.37 3712 something we did the math uh, uh, not too long ago, the scientists are figuring this out. So the planet itself is slowly riding itself back to true north. Okay. And that is directly related to the, the, the complete 100% uh, a spiritual mindset of the whole of the human race uh, on this planet. When, when you get knighted, and this happened to me in real life, I was knighted by the Holy Roman Catholic See. When you get knighted, if you watch the movie uh, Kingdom of Heaven, that process that he says is almost 100% true to the real knighthood that happens to you by the church, okay, including the smacking in the face when he says, pow, and this is so that you're, you know, reminds you to not to, for, no, to remind you of your vow, your oath. But your oath was, and his words are, are I have the script in my briefcase, the words are, be upright and speak the truth, even if it leads to your death, okay? Be upright. Now that that doesn't just mean be true to yourself or be true to and, and to to the truth. That means what all of that is. Be upright is to be centered and focused and balanced spiritually. 
Do you understand? That's the Kundalini. That's the balance of the Kundalini energy. Our planet relate is related to our energy. That's the three, six, and nine energy. Okay. We drive the energy of the planet. Our planet is tilted 23.371 degrees off of true north. And it's slowly moving up towards because the pendulum is swinging back to the spiritual away from the warlike into the feminine energy that is the other half of the kundalini that which is the knot work that i have tattooed on my arm everywhere on my body and here on my tattoo here if you can see that right that knot work that is the celtic knot work that is it is worldwide is the kundalini energy that's the knot work of the two energies combined the masculine warlike and the feminine uh, a loving caring uh, like energy and we're moving from mars the war planet the war god the energy of the masculine and we're moving into the energy of the feminine all men are becoming less aggressive and all women are becoming more aggressive because there's a balance that's happening now that is going to bring the two together that is the balance of the kundalini energy men are becoming less warlike and more caring and women are becoming more warlike and less caring not because they're becoming less of something but because they're becoming more perfect the balance and the harmony between the masculine and the feminine and that is when that happens the planet will right itself and become upright upright and one and when that when we become that the planet becomes that and the weird thing is at exactly the same rate of speed that our planet is starting to slowly right itself the moon is also moving away from the earth because we need the moon's gravitational pull because the gravitational pull that was there before that was Muldeck is no longer there and the moon as we are riding ourselves when the planet gets upright scientists have now said mainstream not fringe scientists have said that once that happens we will no longer have seasons on the planet we will have seasons but they will be stationary you'll have the poles will be frozen and as you get closer to the center of the earth to the equator it will become uh the the tropics okay so you won't have all the four seasons anymore because the planet at the tilt when it moves up and down creates the four seasons because it's tilted towards the the sun and then when it gets above the sun it's tilted towards it but it's basically the majority of the planet is up here facing away so you have winter and summer and now you'll have if it stays dead like this even though it's going up and down it won't change because it's not tilted inward so we won't have the seasons and we won't need as much gravitational pull to then move all of the water around so the moon will move itself out to a, a further distance and it won't be able to move away from the earth anymore because our pull towards it will be just enough to hold it in place all of that is directly related to the spiritual mindset of the collective consciousness of the earth. And the scientists are actually starting to realize that now. Okay. In real life, because the people are actually starting to figure that out on in mass a lot more than before we are swinging the pendulum back towards, sorry, I'm moving things out of the way because over here I have a stool that's sitting next to my chair um, that I would be putting my feet up on if I wasn't sitting with this uh, TV tray with my computer on it. And I was moving it out of the way because my mother is going over to close the curtain over here uh, for the, because it's nighttime outside. I'll get that other one, mom. Don't worry about that. Christmas tree is blocking the other one. So she can't close that one. So she's not, she's leaving that alone and going back and sitting down. 
So our realization, getting back to, to, to encompass this entire, to circle the entire circumvent the, the globe, to, to circle back around so that you understand all of, uh, of what Raw was, was stating. And you'll see this next week when we start going forward with the session again. And, and that they have been covering and, and reminding us over and over is that our realization, what we're, what we're supposed to be striving for, and this is what um, Jesus talked about, as well as all of the other people throughout time and history as the keys to, to salvation, okay? And they've all said it in their own ways, and it means the same thing, and it's in all of the stories. Your realization that everything that is playing out in the three-dimensional, in the what you think is the reality that is physical, is doing so because it is a reflection of what is actually playing out in the spiritual that is supposed to be playing out within you and is, in fact, only playing out within you. You just don't know it because you think this is real. Okay? So you don't realize that all of what you're seeing, even though we're all here together, we're all seeing it from our own personal perspective. And the truth is, this is just in our own mind, all of it. And that realization, right? The pendulum, Hunjal says, the pendulum is uh, being a major uh, synchronicity. It is. It has been and it always will be. Uh, the heavy pendulum, uh, says the heavy pendulum by Cave in uh, is a good song. Uh, it's a reference. The, the entire ideology of the pendulum is what's happening. Okay, and where the pendulum is now swinging back, it was as far away as, as it could possibly be. Mom, don't worry about that one. I'll get that. I don't know if you can reach that. Can you reach? Can you get that one? There you go. Yeah. Sorry, Mom. She's looked up and realized she wanted to go and try and get that other uh, 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 thing. Now she's looking at the ornaments. <laughs> don't worry about that, Mom. Just the, leave him. If he falls over, I'll fix him. Just, just leave him there. There's a little... I have a desk over here, a roll-top desk, and on top of it, I put a a, a little um, Grinch, and he was one of those that has his feet. He's sitting down, and so his feet hang over the edge, right? You're supposed to hang a stocking on him. Only there's no stocking on him, and, and when I pulled the the, the thing up, yeah, no, just leave that alone, Mom. Leave that alone. Don't worry about that. I'll take care of that. Now she's knocking things over. Mom, just leave that alone. Just set that down. Just set that there. Here, bring that over and set it on the chair. Just set that on the chair. And go and sit down and watch TV. I'll take care of it in a minute, okay? Just leave that there for now and I'll fix it. Don't worry about that one. I'll take care of it. Just sit down. Just sit down, okay? Mom's not having a good day tonight. <laughs> Don't worry about that one. I'll take care of it. Leave it alone. I'll take care of it. Okay. You can't reach us too far over there. I'll take care of it. Just sit down, okay? Yeah. I'm sorry. I should have done that before I sat down. I should have done taken care of that for you. She's trying to get the desk is up here. And the window is next to the desk, but the Christmas tree is now next to the desk in front of the door that goes outside over here. And it's covering in the winds in front of the window so people can see it outside. Well, she can't reach and she's trying to reach over to grab the blind rope and she got a hold of the rope. But then she bumped into the, the ornament. Then when she was setting the ornament and reached up to grab the rope again, she bumped into a picture sitting on the desk on top big one it was uh, for her brother who was in the military who died uh and he has a, a, a thing signed by the president 
uh, you know, uh, because he was a soldier uh, and the flag folded up in one of those triangle boxes. I put mounted it and put it in the box. And then I put the um, signature signed by the president uh, for his thank you for his service in the military. And I put that in both of those are sitting on top of the desk. She bumped into it and it started to fall over and tried to knock all of the ornaments off. So she grabbed it. She has good instincts. She grabbed it and she was trying to set it back, but she kept knocking. I said, put it on the chair and I'll take care of it. So she did. She's like, sorry. I'm like, don't worry about it. Okay. So uh, getting back to, sorry guys, I'm my caretaker to my mother. I'm her legal guardian. And that's what I'm, what I'm doing. Those of you who don't know, most of you out there that are listening in, you already know that that's what I do. And that's why I'm sitting here today, not in my office um, of playing the the law of one. Um, So Anyway, so the realization that the pendulum had swung as far over as it could, that we were in the darkness away from the light on this planet. They had done that to us by uh, by destroying all of the history and usurping the matrix. This is what Raw is warning us about uh, back in 1981 to 82 or 1884, 81 to 84. They were warning us, giving us the message that this is what was happening to us and what had happened to us. And that uh, we were we were basically put into darkness. Now, if you look at the Christian Bible uh, and the Hebrew Bible, it says that God unleashed the devil on the earth for a time. That is that is the the time that you know the time of trouble, the time of tribulation, the Kali Yuga, the the Ragnarok, whatever you want to call it, from whatever uh, uh, religious background that you might be a part of, whatever philosophical thought that you that you uh, have. Uh, it's that is what has been going on. So when people say, you know, we're in the end times, we've been in the end times for 175,000 years on this planet. Okay. It's been the end times. It was the end times when Jesus came here the last time. It was the end times when he came as Marduk. It was the end times when he came as, as uh, Lao Chi. It was the end times every single time. It is You have to realize everybody thinks because our technology has us with a short attention span that uh, everything is, well, now is now, now, now is now. Here we, that was the joke of, of space balls, guys, and what they were trying to get across then. Not only the, the debauchery of, of filming a movie and having it, because it used to be you filmed a movie and it went out in the theaters, and it was years later before it came out on VHS or beta back in the 80s. And then it came out on DVD, but then it came out sooner. Now a movie goes into the theater, and by the time they close out of the theater, two or three weeks later, you, it's already, you can already stream it. Right, so there's no reason to go to a movie theater anymore and pay uh, $500 for a ticket to go and see it in a movie theater when our surround sound and our and our theaters are in our houses. I have a screen here that as big as the screen is when I'm sitting in a movie theater, unless I'm down front looking straight up. You know what I mean? This screen is huge, ginormous. It co- covers the almost the entire wall over here, right? Uh, literally on right now over there. You can see it. Well, what you see is this and the reflection. But if I were over here, you couldn't see this, and I was blocking that out. You know what I mean? The light from that on my glasses you would see the reflection of the television so so that was the joke of that but it was the instantaneous right at the one point in the movie he says remind that you know go forward and fast forward and he, they're watching what happened before and all of a sudden they get to now and he goes what's this and he looks back and he's looking at the camera and looking forward you know well this is now sir how could this be now well it's a new technology sir this is now now Wait a minute, we haven't even gotten done filming the movie. I know, sir, this is now. Uh, so you fast forward to the movie so far to, that it was live, right? Uh, and, and But see, the, that joke was that things have gotten so obscure 
that it's not too far fetched that things would get that close to to what was going on. It's kind of the joke that was there. It wasn't just the physical joke of the movie is coming out. And but they didn't know they'd made that movie 25 years ago, almost 30 years ago now, and they didn't know that the the movie was literally going to be in the theater and streamed. And sometimes they release it in the theater and stream it at the same time. That's how they do that now. Sometimes it's out in theaters on Friday and then streamed on Saturday. The next day, it's already uh, out for people to buy, to watch in their own home. They don't have to go to the theater anymore to see it. Eventually, the theaters are going to die completely. It's, it's just the companies that film the movies that are trying to keep them alive. And they don't care about any of that as long as you're paying the same amount of money, right? But the realization, this is part of your learning curve, is the realization of when you realize the pendulum does swing, and then when you apply that to now, this is seeing the dragon all in one whole uh, sum, by the way, and realizing the kundalini energy, all of that, realizing your place and how you fit. Okay. Jen, welcome. She says, hi, everybody. Welcome. So the realization that you get to, and this is the journey after your, 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 it's the beginning of the realization that there is a pendulum and then it swings is when you're pushing the rock up the hill. And you realize that every time you stop, that it takes more energy to start again. And, and then you start having the faith, the Casey said earlier, of, of knowing that there is a top. It will come to an end. That is the realization that the pendulum is going to swing to the other side. And there will be an end. And that it is finite. It is not infinite. It is finite. And that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. All of those analogies are parables of the same message. Okay. And then when you when you start to learn, there is a pendulum, there is a light at the end of the tunnel, there is a, a, an end to the uphill battle. Okay, now you're looking to the future. Remember what Hanjal said earlier and what we were talking about when you're focusing on the future. But again, the, the Jedi uh, 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 teaching that you're not focusing so much onto the future that you're not seeing the present. You're missing the forest through the trees. Do you see? that you are actually paying attention to what's happening to you and manifesting the future. That is having the faith that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. There is an end to this uphill struggle of pushing this rock up the hill. There is an end. I know there's an end. I can sense there's an end. I can't see it. From where I'm standing, it looks like there is no end because I can't see the forest through the trees. The boulder is in the way. That which I'm pushing that which I'm learning is so large that it is in my way distracting me. But if I focus on it alone, the distraction, then I'll stop pushing and I won't go anywhere. But if I don't focus on the distraction itself and continue pushing this boulder, and no matter how heavy it is and keep my momentum going, I know that there's an end. That's when the pendulum swings back. That's the light at the end of the tunnel. That's the darkest just before the dawn. That's the shadow work. When you're doing the shadow work, you can't see anything but the shadow work. So you have to trust that by doing that, you're going to better yourself when you come out through the other side. That's realizing I'm not a victim. I am, I am in fact, a survivor. Do you see? So if you apply that to everything in your life, that is the message. That is the knowledge that is the key. The door is, is the knowledge that there's something at the other end and that I will get there. The key to that door is to continue to keep moving forward, even though you can't see or, or, and appreciate right now what you're doing. Okay.
And that was the, that's the lesson that is ongoing that we all have to learn. And that is, is, is the same with the ego. The ego is something that you, that you have to have. It's the necessary heavy burden of that rock. But it is there to teach you because at the end, you're going to be much stronger. Nietzsche, Frederick Nietzsche said, that which does not kill me makes me stronger. Right? And that is the truth of that. If you're alive and you have survived it to this point, you're not going to die. If something happens to you in your life and you're a victim, once you've survived that, the physical thing has been done. Yes, that happened. And yes, that's bad. And yes, you have to do work to get past that. But you are past it. The acknowledgement of that is the first day of the healing of the rest of your life. Okay. Angel says, and I like this too, right? Let me punch that up on the screen for people to see. Like experiencing the shadow and not conceptualizing that previous meaning in there allow you to, to integrate. Got my glasses, got to lean forward. To integrate and utilize it, then it dissipates into what it what it has always been, which is part of the light itself and everything the I am. That is that is the achieving of the being. Do you see? So so she's 100%. That's a great analogy of, of what I just said. There's a parable for you. In case you didn't understand what I was saying, that's a great analogy. And then I'll, and, and then let me extrapolate from that and, uh, you know, to reach more people. Right. <clears throat> so. So whatever it is in your life that's happening, no matter what it is, it's all the same. It's it's this is the place of doing. So things get done to us and we do things. And that is the you know, doing to others as you would have them do unto you. If you if you believe that you're in service to others because you're saying I wouldn't want that done to me, so I'm not going to do that to someone else. If you're in service to self, that whole ideology is going to be doing to others before they do it unto you. Uh, and and that and that is control and and uh, and and the like in service to self. If, however, whatever happens to you, it, how you see your, how you perceive yourself, is how you're how you're perceiving your ego, or how you're allowing your ego to perceive your itself in that moment. So the experience, right, life like experiencing the shadow, going back to what, how she put that, right, and not conceptualizing that previous, right, that previous meaning is is there, allowing you to integrate and utilize it, and then it dissipates into what it was from the beginning. Because if you don't see it as something that will stop you, right? The boulder is going to stop me if I stop, but it's still there. It's not gone anywhere. I have to keep pushing it because I started uphill and that's it. From this point on, it's either go back to the beginning and never get anywhere or push forward. So the realization that I am not just, a, I'm not a victim. It's done. I started pushing this rock uphill. Now I have to continue. Then you know that you're a survivor. I will survive. Then the realization there is going to be an end to this. I have that faith, right? Yes, right? She says, you become the dragon. You from the koi. Uh, let's go to the Japanese version, right? The koi fish becoming the dragon. You become the dragon and conqueror, right? And it's, and conquer it and the same time become you, the it and the it is you. Yes. So that, that's the, the, the Japanese conceptual uh, uh, going from uh, transforming from a koi fish into the dragon. Right. I love that. It's a great another analogy uh, of the same thing. You first, you know, don't be koi. Right. The koi fish is the passive and peaceful 
and and just and just existing, ebbing and flowing, right? And they're it's not aggressive in any way. Um, but you can't stay that way for your whole life. So you have to transform and become your better self or your best self. And to do that, you have to become the dragon. And and why is that? Because the dragon is powerful. You have to be able to overcome right? That which is the adversity or the, the constant bombardment of distraction of the ego, of the external egos, of negativity of evil people, right? So, so she, she says, I pulled the koi fish today in my division, in my divisions. Oh my God, right? That's perfect for today's analogy and for what's happening in the world and for what other people have been talking about, what we've all been talking about. That's, that's, I love that you pulled that because then here it is. We're talking about it because that is the truth. It's the transformation going from being the sheep or the victim and transforming into the wolf, the aggressor, the dragon. Right. And, and not in an evil way, but in a way that allows you to then look back on when the journey is over the way you were as a koi fish and the adversity that you had, knowing now that you could always overcome that adversity, adversity, because you're now the dragon and, uh, and you are strong and you're not this koi that is, that is as peaceful and passive and can be taken advantage of anymore. And, and, and that doesn't mean that you're evil. That just means that you have now become into your own, a being. Now I am being my potential. Right. And uh, 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 right. <laughs> and on a lighter note, who didn't love uh, Faulkner? Is that what you said? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So I know that she says, oh, come on, the wolf, too. Right. That's, that's so, so funny. Uh, I, she says, I am. I so meant to to be. I'm so meant to be here today, truly. So see. Right. Uh, well, yes. And, and that's this is this is exactly my point uh, is that. There is a cyclical nature uh, uh, to the universe itself and the universal mindset that people are only now starting to become aware of. And this happens uh, uh, on a grandiose scale that we're unaware of until people like myself start pointing it out. And like you uh, pointing it out and, and realizing literally, I didn't have a conversation today much. I mean, we did a little bit in the, in the chat, but you were pulling cards and you were getting this, this dragon and wolf and the energies and you were talking about it. And then I'm talking to a buddy of mine from 35 years who has no idea conversations I had literally 10 minutes before the phone rang. And then he's having this conversation and it all comes back as cyclical nature. And I know that this is what's happening. And I wasn't leading the conversation. He said, I want to talk about this. And I know he says, you're going to want to talk. So be quiet for a minute. Let me tell. He knows who I am. Right. Let me talk first. And then, then we'll, I want to pick your brain. I said, okay. So he gives me this whole thing. And, he, and that's when I told you in the beginning of the show where he says, remember when we were kids and I said this analogy about the dragon and I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Listening to him. And, and then he went down that road and then he says, and here I am. And it's a cyclical thing. And I said, it's funny because this is what I'm going to talk about tonight on my show. I know that because I know where we're going in the law of one. And I know what, and that we'll be talking about next week as well. And, and in truth, and that's when I went into the analogies, and here we are having that happen with the parables. In truth, the cyclical nature uh, it becomes more apparent. And there's that word again that something becomes apparent to me. Uh, they become more apparent, be, and you start to realize the cyclical nature more and more as you ascend in a higher plane. Because then what's happening is you're above that 
plane of of distraction and because of that you're now thinking like an adult so your iq is now genius level uh if you were to take a test because now you're thinking like an adult instead of a child we have gone over that google that what is the iq test based on the fact that no human being is more mature than the age of 18. so if i test as a genius that's only because i am thinking as an adult Okay. And when you have, when you are in that mind outside the egoic and mind capability to influence you so much, then you're only influenced and pulled back down by external. Then you start to hear the internal and that pulls you back down unless you're aware of it. And then you, then you pull yourself back up and we're constantly doing this all the time. So don't feel bad guys. If you're like, Oh, my ego tugs on me. It tugs on everybody uh, forever until there is no more ego to be heard and that's a place that that once you achieve that you know that you can achieve it whenever you want to we've gone over those i've shown you guys 30 second techniques to do that and that's what we're trying to achieve all the time right now i have a cat climbing up in my lap so i don't know if you'll see her on camera here let me put her head up there she is <laughs> on camera that's the squeaky squeaker kitty she's laying now on me to go to, back to sleep. She was sleeping on her cat tree over in the other side of the room. And she got up just now and her, my energy must have got her up with my voice. And now she's laying on my lap, laying down my leg. She lays on my lap with her butt up underneath my arm, over here underneath my arm. And then she lays down my body. And right now she's laying down, and she hasn't laid down to go to sleep, but she's laying on me with her head just under the, the uh, table that I have in front of me. Okay, so you reach that place where that dawns on you it becomes apparent to you and you are able to see the synchronicity more and more uh, and you're more or perceiving of it uh, and this is what's happening to uh, a lot more people on the planet because the pendulum is moving us back towards the light uh, and, and more and more people are becoming awake and this went back to the conversation that he was having where he said i, I don't want to um, have to have a podcast or something, but I was told, and I've been told by psychics over and over that just me being here has an effect. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely, dude, hundred percent. You, you, the key word there is being okay. And yes, j just your existence in the body that you are in on this plane, on this earth, you are raising the vibration. He's like, yes. Yes. And I'm like, you don't have to do like I do. You don't have to do like most of you guys that work with me and they work on your own, that we also work together in other places and, and talk in, in different chats. We don't, not everyone is cut out to do this or needs to, right? Or, 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 you know, it's, it's only if you feel that it's absolutely necessary that you need to do that because that might not necessarily be your calling in any way. Helping people, again, remember what I said? It doesn't matter how big you think your voice is, your voice carries even if you don't know that it's happening. And that's why I use the analogy, right? Uh, uh, Angel says, I, I, I also feel like, uh, like in Inception where they go into deeper levels. Let me put that up on the screen, right? See, this is you, you, you uh, when you first watched that movie, did you get that? Or was it afterwards you went, wait a minute, right? In Inception, or the movie or the book, right? Uh, when they go into deeper levels and the, the system slash dream starts trying to remove it, or in the Matrix, right? Let's look at that. Or in the Matrix, where they're trying to conquer the ego, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, right? Oh, wait, I, I skipped a line. 
or in the matrix with Neo, that's what happens to those who are trying to conquer ego and integrate it. It seems foreign to those who can't grasp that and attack it like it's a virus, right? The ones who choose to look deeper and more uh, consciously, right, are attacked even just energetically and uh, and uh, uh, uncontinuously, right? Yeah, un unconsciously, sorry, unconsciously by those who aren't. And that is true. That is, and, and in those movies where they were showing you that was literally trying to show that so that it gets into your mind. The concept gets into your mind through osmosis, right? Yes. Penny says, even, yes, even the uh, smallest conversation can create a spark. And that's, that's exactly it. So, and, and because what happens is, is you could be off the cuff talking to someone in public on your phone or to a friend or a family member next to you. And somebody nearby overhears your conversation and they hear something that you say and they don't even know you and they don't even acknowledge you and they don't say anything to you, but something that you said is true with them in a way where they go, huh? And it makes them think you've now changed their consciousness. And that little teeny spark that you laid in them has a ripple effect that will, that will broadcast throughout the entire universe. And, and, just as loudly as me speaking now to the entire world and putting this out to, to the entire world. In fact, that little conversation could change something that changes things in a big way that I've, I would never be responsible for. Do you see? So your little voice of something that you said being mindful, you see the cat's tail just then she's wagging her tail here, right? Your tail here. Cause I'm talking and as I'm talking and touching her, she's loving me and wagging her tail to get my attention. That's cute. Right? <laughs> So anyways, uh, I think it's cute. She's, and she's loving the energy, huh, baby? I'm going to rake you the girl, the girl kitty while I'm talking to her. Oh, she'll rake you the baby, huh? Oh, she'll squeak your kitty. The other guy. Rake you the girl. Oh, she'll rake you. She loves me. Look at her little tail. She's loving that. So, so everybody's voice, no matter how small, or even just your vibration of you just being... And being around people, you know, you, when you when you run into people, you see people and you go, wow, I just love that guy's energy or I love that woman's energy or on television or whatever. That's because they're there. That's them that they're broadcasting that and you sense it and it and intertwines with your energy and it makes you feel good. Helping people feels good. Right. If you're evil, the opposite way around by being mean to people, it makes you feel good. Right. Penny says, it happens to me all the time, and I know it does because I have a big mouth that always speaks my truth. There's nothing wrong with speaking your truth. That's one of the, the creeds you take when you get knighted back in the day for thousands of years is speak the truth, even if it leads to your death. We have forms of that now in, in uh, women's help groups. They say, uh, you know, uh, speak your mind or speak the truth or both, even if your hands are shaking. Right. If you've ever been to any uh, women's group, you've heard one of those versions. Right. That's the same thing. Speak the truth or speak your mind, even if your hands are shaking, even if your voice is quivering. Right. It's that small step that you do. That is the transformation. Getting back to the, the coy. That is that is you becoming. That is the pneuma. Right. That is the, the spark. 
getting back to that spark, the word spark, the pneuma is the spark of God, the breath of God. Okay. And that is you becoming, being. When you do that for the first time, when you say, uh uh, I'm going to be, I'm not a victim. And I'm not going to allow this to happen anymore. And you put your foot down, stands with fists from Dances with Wolves, right? They called her Stands with Fists because that's what she did. She was not going to be a victim. And so she clenched her fists and stood stiff to let them know that she was she was going to do that, right? What's that Don Jose again with the four elements, with being right in, in, in impeccable, with your words, yes, and that's that is that's literally, uh, uh, even if you don't know that you're doing it, can happen and will. And they, they say the same thing for, uh, you know, I told that story not too long ago of my buddy who was suicidal and I didn't know it, and I had I'd lost contact with him and hadn't talked to him for a couple of years, and I was going to church and someone in my church knew him and said, hey, have you talked to him? And I said, no, I haven't. That's weird. No, I wonder how he's doing. Blah blah blah. The next day or the same day, I don't remember what it was. It was less than 24 hours. Someone else said, hey, have you talked to him? And I went, no, I haven't. When a third person brought him up in less than 24 hours, I caught the sign. And I said, someone's telling, the universe is telling me over and over, hey, do you remember Russell? Have you talked to Russell? Have you talked to Russell? After that came up, I need to find Russell. So the next day was my day off. So I went to look for Russell. I went to his job and he no longer worked there. And that worried me. And rightly so. Okay. So I knew his wife, I knew where his wife worked. I'm going to go see if his wife's worked. I'm going to go to the house. I went to the house where he lived and his father-in-law said, no, he went to pick up his, you know, my daughter. Uh, and, okay. So I went there. There he was sitting in his, in his Jeep out in front, waiting for his wife to get off work. So I got out of my car park, got out, walked up and said, Hey, Hey, look who I found. And, and then I went and hung out with him and, and said, hey, man, we need to start hanging out again. You know, I, I, I miss you guys. We laughed, had a great time. We drank some beer. We ate some pizza. We watched some TV. He laughed. And we made plans to do it. We decided to do it. We did it from that point for years, four, five, six years. Every Friday night we got together and we, and we would watch movies and laugh and go to barbecue in his house or mine or someone else's. But we always got together. Uh, even if we just went out to a pizza parlor or a dinner, we all got together on Friday night all the time, made it a thing. And uh, after, I guess it was a week or so later or two weeks later, he told me that he was going to kill himself. And the night before he had put a gun to his head and almost shot himself. And he, he talked himself out of it, but he decided after he picked up his wife that he was going to go home that night and kill himself. And then I showed up, changed everything about him. He's still alive to this day. He said, I saved his life. That little teeny thing changed the course of history. I had no idea at the time until it happened. But I knew and I saw the universe was telling me over and over, find him, find him, find him. I was awake enough to see that sign. Sometimes we're not and we miss those signs and then something happens and somebody kills themselves or or whatever. And it's not our fault. We were it's not you're supposed to learn from that not say, oh my God, it's my fault. I didn't see the signs and I caused that person's death. No, no, you didn't. You didn't see the signs, but you didn't cause the person's death. They caused their own death. But this, that's a learning, you should have that as a learning tool now and say, be aware of those things. Be very aware of people around me that sometimes people are in a place that I don't know about. And if I'm always in service to others and being in a good mood, 
sometimes I may say something I have no idea has effect on somebody and that I wave at someone, Hey, how you doing? And they're a stranger and they go, I'm okay. How are you? Hey, you know what? And they're like, do I know you? No, I just saw you there. And I, I thought I would say hi. I, I don't know why I just, you know, you're a human being on the planet. And I thought I would say, Hey, I'm standing here. You're standing here. So I thought I would start talking. I'm not have anything, you know, I'm not trying to pick up on you. I'm not hi. And that person might've been contemplating something. I'm going to go kill myself. I'm going to murder a bunch of people. And because you did that, it might've changed their idea. And they go, well, you know, not everybody's bad. Maybe, maybe I'll, I'll think about this for a minute. And then they start seeing things because what you look for is what you're going to see. And if you only see the negative, then you'll see negative in everything and everybody. And, but if you start to see the positive, sometimes that will change your whole outlook. And then you'll start to see positive things in everything instead of negative. And that is that realization of uh, I'm distracted. I'm pushing this rock uphill, but there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Only then does your entire life change. That's the shadow work that we all have to do. That realization that there is an ending to this, that this isn't something that is going to beat me down forever. Right. But not everybody is there. So we have to become aware of that for their sake and just be that. And be what we can. You can't, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. So we have to show them the water so they know there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And you don't, and, and even if you don't have a, a big voice in some way, I don't. I mean, it's not, come on, let's be serious. I don't have a thousand people watching me live, right? I could go on here and do psychic work and, and have more people come on here to hear me give them, like they're, like Hunjal was saying earlier, be addicted to me. As a drug, every day they got to get, they got to listen to me to find out what I'm going to predict for them, right? Um, but I do that anyways. I'm here to to help in that way, to help you guys, and you guys are here to help me, because I listen and, and read what you guys say, and that pushes me on to another path of what I was talking about, right? And and by doing that, that makes me expand my mind. That's why I like Q&A far better than saying I'm the teacher and you guys are just going to learn from me and I just sit here and talk and never interact. I want you guys to be on here live to ask me questions. I want the feedback because that keeps me learning and pushes me in another direction too. What if I didn't see that movie and didn't understand that analogy and then you bring it up and I go, oh yeah, wow, that's cool. I didn't notice that. I do that all the time with, with everybody, right? And then I'll say something and you guys go, what? I didn't realize that about that movie. I'm going to have to go back and watch it. That's what we're here to do. That's the learn, teach, teach, learn that goes on, right? I, Angel says, I know, I know, but it's really exhausting sometimes. I know that the top is there for me too, pushing the rock uphill. But man, it's been rough the past few months. Uh, we'll get into that in a second. For me and others, I'm praying for all of us. It has been, and, 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 it, and it's um, been that way on purpose, guys. Okay? You have to realize now, uh, and, and maybe, uh, Anjal, you might not know this. I think you do, right? But you may not be aware of it. And, and only because when we're being pushed on, uh, you have to realize this. Right. Drumvalo said this. If you were in the, either one of the chats, if you're in the, the the Law of One chat or the or the Returning to the Old Ways, Peter uh, GV from South Africa posted uh, videos of Drumvalo talking about this. Drumvalo um, Olchizedek, and these were ten years and twelve years ago. Uh, if not, go to the chat for uh, for Law of One chat and and scroll back to 
uh, yesterday and earlier today. Uh, and he talks about that there. We're going through a change. I, this is what all of this is about. Okay. Now, let's start with the three-year activation. Look at the catch. The more energy I'm, I'm putting into her as I'm talking, I'm petting her, the more look at her tail. She's loving every bit of my energy right now. She's soaking this energy up like it's like a sieve. Look at her. That's <laughs> you, good girl. Went to my baby. She's literally now laying all the way down with her two little paws on top of my knee. <laughs> In her head like this on her paws. No joke. I'm not even kidding you. I can feel her paws. So I can feel the warmth of her pads. So I know how she's where she's touching me. Anyways, so she's literally starting at my waist right here. You can see where her tail is. It's under my arm. Her butt's underneath my arm over here. And she's going all the way down to my knee. She's a Maine Coon, uh, but she's a mix. Otherwise, she'd be about 70 pounds, and she's not. So she's not really big. She'd be across my whole shoulders up to here by this age if she were a thoroughbred. But she is a big cat. She's almost as big as my as my Siberian, who uh, it's been a year now since we lost him. Uh, he had cancer, and he died. He had uh, um, uh, diabetes and cancer and uh, last December 12th. Just a few days ago was the year anniversary. We had to um, put him down and she missed him for a long time. She still goes and looks for him every now and then. She goes into my room and stands and looks under my bed to see and looks on top of the bed and looks under the bed and then kind of looks around and then walks around my bedroom and then comes back out because she doesn't sleep in there at night. She sleeps with my mom. And she did when he was sleeping with me. And then when I would come out in the morning, he would come out. And he doesn't come out anymore. And so for a long time and every now and then she still misses him and goes and looks for him. It's cute. I feel bad though, because I know she misses him anyways. So, so um, where was I now? I threw myself off. Oh, getting, getting into what you were saying. So the three year activation, according to the Hopi rock legend and according to the Aborigines, um, right? The Bakhtun 12, according to the Mayans and the Incans, uh, Bakhtun 12 ended in 2012 and Bakhtun 13 has begun. We're in that transition uh, period where one is winding down and ends and the other is winding up uh, in the beginning. And we are in that transitional phase. And in that transitional phase, we're going into the age of Aquarius. And that is the, the more uh, feminine uh, energy, loving, caring energy that the entire world, that's the pendulum swinging back towards the light, the warlike Mars red energy, orange energy uh, is, is we're moving up into the, the green love. So we're get we were in the yellow and we moved into the orange, which is the warlike energy of Mars, right? The, the red planet of Mars moving up from the red base root through the yellow, through the orange into the green. And the green is the heart chakra. And that is the loving, caring energy. And this is where uh, our planet and the entire uh, um, uh, mindset of the human spirit is moving into currently. The three-year cycle uh, was done and has been done on purpose worldwide. It started in Uluru in Australia three years ago. And the ending of this cycle is next week. Okay. Three years activation cycle that raised the Schumann resonance. Uh, she decided to jump down now. I love when she jumps down. She does this cute little thing where she stretches only with one foot. She takes her left leg and stretches her left leg out and puts her right leg forward and her other leg is up. So her right, her left two legs are off the ground and one is sticking straight out. She's so cute when she does it. She's so girly. Anyway, she's going to get some food and water now, I think. So, 
this three-year activation on every full moon, on all of the solstices, and every new moon, every quarter moon, there has literally been worldwide, and if you've been paying attention to me or following the stuff that I've done, you know this, and most of you that are in the industry that I'm in, that are here in the crowd, you know this because you know all the same people that I know, so you know this, that this activation has had began three years ago and is literally going to end on the 23rd 21st through 23rd in fact uh, uh omar uh, is doing uh the uh, from the 21st the 22nd and the 23rd is doing a, 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 a an entire uh, conference again for this uh, i believe he offered me to to uh, to go and, and speak there but I, I decided to decline um, but he wanted me to, to come on and do a 30 minute spot uh, somewhere in, in the course of, of the stuff that was there, but I, I turned it down. Um, and, and there's reasons for that. I I'm, I'm going to be doing uh, stuff on my own with the coalition. So I'm, I'm not going to be doing, I might do something on air, but I won't be doing it with, with uh, all of those people that are doing that. It doesn't mean that it's not happening worldwide because not just Omar and the people that are doing that, but this is going on all over the earth and has been, and will be, and at the at the end of the activation is literally going to be the 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 new moon. Okay, it falls on a new moon, and the new moon falls on the day of the solstice, the day of the summer solstice. If you're in the south uh, southern hemisphere of the planet, the northern uh, hemisphere is the winter solstice. Is literally on the new moon. Is the end of the activation, the beginning of the new era. Okay, so when you're moving from one level or vibration octave to the next, when you're doing anything, exercising, dieting, what, whatever it is that you're doing, there's a plateau that you hit just before you before you advance. The same thing happens in your spiritual learning when you're about to transition into the next level of where you're at there uh, becomes this this bombardment and pushback this is that's the test that you go through that is hard to to graduate to the next level that happens in nature and and we have uh, we have in the physical we do the same thing uh, in the physical not realizing that we're manifesting uh, in the physical the same energy that manifests for us in the spiritual world OK, so when you go to school and you're going to graduate from sixth grade into me to intermediate school, there's a test when you're going to graduate into high school and freshman. There's a test when you're going to graduate from high school to go to college. There's a test when you graduate from college into a profession. There's a test. OK, that's the same thing that happens when you move from one octave to the next. The universe itself is a lot of pushback until you are pushing against uh, this 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 veil that is there and then like a bubble you pop through it and what happens is you can't get through it you can't get through it you can't get past it i'm working out i'm working out i'm working out i can't go past this i have the same i'm i've been doing i'm on the same weight i'm not losing any weight it's the same it's a plateau we call it and then all of a sudden you go, you lose five pounds in three days. What the hell happened? I couldn't lose weight for a month. And then bam, now I've lost five pounds. I lose 10 pounds in a week. All of a sudden I'm doing push-ups or I'm doing, uh, you know, uh, bench presses for men. You know, there's more than women, but women, you do it too. And I, and I was all of a sudden, I couldn't get past a hundred pounds and I couldn't do it more than 20 times. And every time I tried, I get to 20 and I just have to stop. 
And then I would do it again the next day. And I would get to 20 and would just stop. And I did that. And I was about to give up. And then all of a sudden, one day I got there and I did 40. The hell's going on? You, you, you beat that plateau. You went past that plateau. And now you graduated and you're at the bottom of the next octave. You just don't know it. This is what's happening. There's the individual learning where you transform from the koi to the dragon. Or you become the, the wolf and decide which wolf to feed. Uh, in the Native American shamanistic uh, uh, way of thinking of things. Um, but the same thing occur, uh, happens to us. And then I'm going to read what you guys had to say. I see that you guys are speaking. I'm not ignoring you. Uh, the same thing is, is happening to us currently on a grand scale as a species on this earth. Okay. And this activation, which was being done by billions of people worldwide, is changing the face of reality on this planet and the activation of Bakhtun 12 ending and Bakhtun 13 beginning starts, ends and starts in that three, there's that number three again, in that three day time period, three times 24, which is two times 12, which is three times three times three, three times three times three times three. <laughs> Okay, in that three-day time period between the 21st and the 24th, the solstice will be in the center of that. The new moon is in the center. The galactic alignment is in the center. We are currently being, we were just currently on the full moon. And if you're aware of this, I talked about this last week or the week before, bombarded by an energy that came from a pulsar star that lasted for 51 seconds, which is the longest coherent blast of energy that has came throughout the universe ever, ever, ever detected. And it came from the possible center of the known universe. And it hit our planet at the exact same time that we had a full moon, a super moon, a white moon, a water moon, a, a, a harvest moon, and at the exact same time that we had a coronal mass ejection, sun uh, sun flares from our own star that also bombarded the Earth. So the last couple of months, and especially this last month, has been hard and will continue to be hard until the beginning, which is the new moon, which is the solstice, and then things will change and start to get better. Okay, so it's not just you. It's not just it's me. It's everyone. My mom having a bad day, uh, a bad moment. Right. All of us because of the supermoons, because of the activation that was being done by us, by the coalitions on purpose to change the course. Look at the way the, the world has changed just in the last couple of years uh, with this onslaught, the death rolls of the throng of the of this cabal and how things have changed and <laughs> turning 33 next year and your life passes yeah you're i forgot we talked about that were you here last week when we talked about that you're you're a, an ascended master mine's also a 33 life path uh that's an ascended master in fact jesus was a 33 he wasn't even a 22 he was a 33 right which is a 22 which is an 11 because it goes back it goes back uh which goes down to three or one Right. There's that all of that cyclical nature again. Right. So that's why you and I get along. I realized that I didn't realize that before. I don't think we, you and I have actually talked about that before. Um, but you're the life past the 33. That's how we've recognized each other. I knew because I knew you knew that when we met each other, we could both we were just new. 
right? I, I know that. We haven't really actually worked together a ton, but there's that synchronicity that we have, right? And now I know why. We're both a, 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 an ascended master. We both have a 33 life path. So so we're, we're just, unfortunately, our, our energy is bound and intertwined, right? We can feel it and we know that, right? Isn't that, isn't that funny? There's a lot of us. Most of us that work together, when we start talking about it, we realize that we're all 11s, 22s, and 33s. And we're like, what are the odds that everybody is? No, it's just that way. It's just like the the blood type, typo negative, or or a negative, uh, you know, typo, typo negative, or or a you know, AB negative, A negative, right? Um, everybody, half the people I know are typo negative, and the other half are ascended masters. There's a reason that all of us have met each other. We were supposed to. We came here to do that, right? Oh, you said you're not sure. Uh, you're not sure what your life number is. You can figure that out. Penny, if you take, uh, I, I talked about this last week. Um, what is that? She says, dude, I also looked up. I also looked up that I am, I don't know what that is. I-N, INFJ. I, I, say, I don't even know what that is. Explain what that is. I'll explain that. I'll pop it up on the screen. Um, let me go back and see what else you guys were talking about. So, but you don't know, you still don't know what your blood type. You can actually buy a, a blood type test for like 20 bucks online. It's actually a test. I'll look it up. There's a, a test you can do and you just prick your finger. You put this this stuff, there's little strips and you put this uh, fluid on it and then you, you prick your finger and you drip it on the two, on the four spots. And then the four spots will change colors. Uh, and then, you, then they have a, a sheet that you just line up to your to your to um, to all four and you'll find one of them lines up to all four and that'll tell you what your blood type is. Um, so... Oh, okay. So it says, it says joining personality type that is only 2% of the population. I don't, I don't know how to figure that out, but I'll, I'll bet that I'm, I'll bet I'll, I'll, I'm the same. I'll bet I'll, I bet I fit in there. Denise says typo plus, right? So you're typo. You're the universal donor, right? So you have the plus, I have the negative. So I don't have, uh, my DNA isn't from this planet. It's not from Africa. Okay. I have no African DNA. That's all the plus or the minus means. It means whether or not you have uh, any of your DNA came out of Africa. None of the DNA that occupies this body came out of Africa. So the whole out of Africa theory, that's why it didn't work. When people started coming with the typo negative blood or the negative uh, on any blood types, when they discovered that, that, that meant that they have no DNA that came from Africa. So the out of Africa theory had to be revised. And Stephen and Evan Strong worked with the scientists in Australia. They started looking into that whole ideology because the, the, the uh, Aborigines, the natives to Australia, don't have that blood type either. They have a negative uh, blood type. So they said, well, the, who else has the negative blood type? And that's when they started the out of Australia theory saying that, the, and then they realized they went and found out and the uh, Strong's uh, toured the world talking about this 75,000 years ago. And this is one of the, if you look at the Colbrin Bible, um, one of the one of the destructions of the human race is told from the scrolls that are in the Colbrin Bible. It's a Scottish Bible. And the scrolls, the first six books came out of Africa during the, uh, uh, during the Exodus with Moses. And the monks... Uh, Scottish monks got a hold of those scrolls and took them back to Scotland and added them to their um, ancient scrolls of creation. So they added it in the first part, uh, came out of Africa, and the second part is their scrolls, and they're almost identical anyways. And uh, in there, they tell the story of uh, a, a destruction of the human race. They actually tell of two destructions before the deluge. They tell of three. Okay, so there, there's the deluge, the flood, and then they tell of two others that happened. One of those was 75,000 years ago, and that one has been proven 
was a volcano. And, and, and then there was another one before that, the Younger Dryas, which was a meteor. Okay. So the ones in Africa, those scrolls that became the Colburn Bible actually are foretold. They're written by people who witnessed it way back in the day and handed down. Okay. Survived it and handed it down. So they talk about 75,000 years ago. It was actually 70, almost 77,000 years ago now, but approximately 75 to 77,000 years ago, there was a volcano that erupted on this planet that killed off 99% of the population of the earth. The only people that didn't die were in South Africa, Madagascar, Australia, and uh, Norway, Norway and, and uh, Finland and, and Sweden in the north. And the, the planet that is here now, the population of this earth, are descendants from those three pockets in some way. So you either have mostly Norwegian DNA, because they did realize then by tracking DNA that everything that is Europe, Western, Northern, Southern, Eastern Europe, all that is Europe and Asia, uh, was first conquered by Norwegian people. And that the Caucasian people, the Native American DNA, um, that is partly Asian and uh, something else is in fact Western European DNA mixed with Asian DNA that came over the, the land bridge to America. That is what they call the Caucasian or the Native Americans. Then they discovered in 2012 and 2015, uh, uh, perfected it. They found a, over here in California, they found a female Native American who dated back prior to the people that they call Caucasian uh, natives who they thought were the original natives and found there was an entire species of humans that lived here prior to that that didn't have any Asian DNA and they were in fact European, Norwegian in language and DNA. Okay, So the Vikings conquered the known world prior to everyone uh, and then, and then uh, eventually the Caucasians came 10,000 years ago uh, across the land bridge and more migrated. And they were also Western Europeans who had migrated all the way into Mongolia and China, which the legend of the Salmation Knights makes more sense when the Rus, who was the, the, uh, the uh, Russians, the Russians, uh, were in fact uh, one of the Salmation Knights was Russian, uh, who was actually in fact uh, not Arcadian, but uh, Mesopotamian they were Europeans. They, they were Europeans. Okay. And then now they realized that when they dug up that body all the way over in Mongolia and then one in China, it was mummified who had tattoos, red hair, and was almost six foot tall. And when they did the DNA, it was Western European wearing a kilt with Western European tattoos. And he was mummified like uh, 5,000 years ago. Okay, so the all, everything that was the trade routes from Europe all the way over uh, to, into China, which they thought was originally the Mongolians owned, they found out the, the Norwegian Vikings had already uh, done that and sailed across the ocean into America and were living here as well. And then the population from uh, the Denisovans from Australia, what they now call the Hobbits, uh, and, and, and uh, those people then migrated, and that's why they look like Europeans only darker skin. They don't look like Africans, but they have dark skin, but it's a different color of pigment and they look European in, in feature because they're the same uh, DNA uh, that go all, all the way back. So it's no African DNA there. But then people have you know, traveled the world and everybody's mixed in. I have Native American DNA in my system. I'm 5% Native American, which is mostly traced by the Spanish 
uh, to the royal Spanish blood that I can trace back to Spain, which is where the Irish come from, right? <laughs> so that's where I get my typo negative from, right? Okay, so let's get back on point here. So let me get back here to let's scroll up a bit. Denise said, um, yes, when I when I did my ancestry, I'm 95% European, see? Uh, I don't remember what the other 5% is. Uh, it's probably, I have a 2%, which they call Greco-Roman, right? Which is Greek-Roman because the Romans and the Greeks uh, conquering the Europe uh, and that whole world. I mean, you know, uh, Arturius, King Arthur, in real life, Arturius, was half-breed uh, um, Celt, um, um, Roman, right? He, his mother was a, a Celt and his father was a Roman. He was So he was a half-breed Wode. That's why he became king of, of the Wodes, uh, because he was half uh, Wode on his mother's side. And he was in service to others. So uh, um, uh, uh, Merlin, the Merlin that was alive at the time, knew that uh, that he actually cared for the people because he knew that he cared for his knights because he watched him, studied him, and talked to people who were around him and his daughter, who was the princess, who was played by Kira Knightley. Uh, people didn't realize she was the princess and she was uh, the daughter to Merlin uh, and in line to be the queen of England, the queen of the Wodes, uh, once the Romans left uh, and the old ways returned, returning to the old ways. For those of you who are in the group, you understand what that means now. Um and, and getting back to the base roots, she uh, fell in love with him, and but she also knew that he was uh, very spiritual and very about the people, and that's why he became the champion of the people, uh, and that's the my namesake, not Arturius, but uh, the the Celtic uh, um, title for champion uh, is is my name. That's where my bloodline comes from. The word Neil or Nail, which is Nail of the nine uh, houses. Uh, the, the original uh, gods of Ireland, one of them was Champion. Uh, he, that was his name. They called him Champion. He was a big, strong guy, and and they had uh, he was uh, he had uh, um, red hair, and he had uh, two kids, and it, and it was fabled, uh, legendary that they always had one uh, black Irish and uh, and one um, uh, uh, red-haired uh, uh, kid. Uh, and that's, that has gone down through uh, on my family line. I'm the red-haired one. Everybody else in my family are toeheads. We're, they're black Irish. We're a black Irish clan. And my last name is O'Neill, right? Son of, bloodline of Neil. So my, my name being a title, Leonard Edward O'Neill, uh, being, um, you know, Lionheart, guardian, champion of the people, right? I mean, it's, it, my, it's, a, it's in everything that I am. It's in my DNA. So... Uh, you'd probably find that it's Greco-Roman or a native. Uh, but if you have the plus, that 5% might have some African DNA in it. And it probably does, Denise, just so you know. You probably have, because you have a plus, that means that uh, somewhere you have African DNA. It could have been five generations ago. It could be two generations ago. But you have a percentage of you that is uh, that came from Africa. And that's why you have the plus in your, in your blood type. That's what that means, right? So let's see, what else do we have? Um, yeah, so yeah, Denise is talking uh, about how to, how to, or Julie is telling Denise, right, about how to, how to calculate the numbers, right? The numbers, you add them all together, right? Uh, so she has uh, December uh, 12th, uh, 3rd, same uh, date, the number, right? So you, what you do is, for those of you out there in, in the world listening, if you want to calculate your life number, uh, you take the, the day, month, and year that you were born. Okay, like I was born September 10th, 1967. So that's 90910 1967. You add you add those together, right?
right? The, the nine, zero, nine is a nine. And the, the 10 is one and zero. So that becomes a one, right? Uh, or you could add those up. But either way, I think I'm doing that right, right? No, you add them all together and then you get a number, right? Yeah, so she has seven plus nine, right? So July 9th, 1965, seven plus nine. Uh, 1965 is one and nine and six and five. So one plus nine plus six plus five equals 21, right? And then 21. So the reason that she shows that how that 21 becomes three is you take everything and you lower it uh, by multiples of three to its base number. So 21 becomes three because it's it's seven times three. So so it becomes the three. So the 21 becomes equals the three. So you take the the seven plus the nine, seven and nine and three is 19, right? Which is, uh, which, which adds to 10, one plus nine equals 10, right? So, so, so if you can't see that, I'll put it on the screen. For those of you who can't see it, I'll read it again. So we're using July 9, 1965 as the base. So you take the nine, right? So July is seven, right? Seventh month of the year, nine, ninth day. So seven plus nine, right? Seven plus nine, uh, and then you take a 1965 and you add the 19 and the 65 together. So it's one plus nine plus six plus five equals 21, right? So then you would you would add the seven plus nine plus three equals 19 because now you take the nine plus the, the seven and the three from the, the the 1965 becomes the 21, which becomes the three. Then you take the nine and the three and you add them together, right? And then you get your life path. From that, you can look that up online and see what your life number means. You'll find it when you do. You'll go, "Oh my God, it means me." Further from that, you can take the time of the day that you were born—the time, the, the hour, the minute, and the second—and add those into it as well. Every time you do that with my life, it becomes a thirty-three, which would eventually become a three. So thirty-three still goes down to a base root three. Not everything goes down to a three, but it will go down to a one, uh, you know, a two, a three. It could go to a four, but a four can be taken down to a two. Do you see? Uh, but but if you get the 11, 22, or 33, those are prime numbers that are uh, that are ascended master numbers. Very rare. But if, I, if you come to find out that most of us that talk to one another uh, are, are the same, right? So, uh, so that's what's funny, right, is is that it, that it always ends up breaking down. Right. Denise said not that it would add up to be an eight, a 10, 11, a 22 and a 33. Right. But it but it does break down. Right. It, it will break down. Forty four breaks to a 22. Twenty two breaks down to 11. Those are still ascended master numbers. Eleven breaks down to a two. Do you see a one and a one equals two? So but you don't usually always break it down. Because if it hits the ascended master, there's no need to break it down any further. You can like the 33 can be broke all the way down to a three. Right. But it, you don't need to because it's the 33, the 22, the 11. So if you break it down, 44 becomes 22. Right. It just drops to, to that. Right. Because it's multiples of two. Four is multiple of two. Right. And so it breaks down to the 22. So you always try to break it down to the base. But it, but it, it's either going to be 33, 22, 11, or it's going to be um, zero, you know, one through um, nine, or one through eight. It's because nine breaks down by threes, right? And eight does break down to two. So it literally will come down to a one, two, or a three uh, when you really get down to the base. But the ones in between, where they start and where they end determine. So mine adds up to a 33, which can be broke down, like I said. Um, but those are rare. It's rare that somebody is a 33. 
Uh, and it seems that I know more people that are 33 and 22 and 11 than I know any other number. We gravitate towards each other. It has to do with everything. And that's why your name, your DNA, where you were born, when you were born, who you were born to, what country you were born in, all of that and what your parents named you, all of that is makes up who you are and, it's, and it makes up who your actual soul is. And all of that you designed before you got here to remind you of who you are and to become who you are. So the physical is the microcosm to your macrocosm of your spirituality. Our physical reality is the microcosm to the to the macrocosm that is our spirituality as an individual and as a collective. And the realization of that is when you're pushing that stone uphill, you're doing the shadow work is knowing that there is a light at the end of the tunnel, that it is the darkest just before the dawn, that there is a, an ending to this uphill battle of me pushing the stone uphill. That realization that the pendulum is swinging, all of those analogies I just gave you are parables on the exact same realization and awakeness of your journey, whether you're at the end of it or at the beginning of it, but only when you be, get to the end of it can you truly look back and reflect on the on the entire journey you get it as you're doing it because then you're realizing that you're going forward and that it's actually meaning but when you get to the end is when you look back and go now that i push through to the next level i can see what i what i did and wow how beautiful that is while you're pushing that you can't see the forest through the trees because you're pushing that rock up and it's blinding you everything that's in front of you is the only this you can only see what's behind you and what's around you, you can't see what's in front of you when you get on top of the mountain you can then look at everything right all right guys it's 6 30 i need to get off here because i need to get dinner for mom it's getting later i need to take care of that i love you guys um i hope to be back on next week if not i'll do it like this again right next week and we'll talk about it um think up some more uh, uh, uh questions for me right penny says i'm 11 <laughs> type o negative blood type negative right See, there you go. So you're an 11 and you have negative uh, blood type. You're an ascended master and you don't have any African DNA. I mean, that doesn't say much about your your you know person. But those of us who don't have any African DNA just means that we don't have any African DNA. However, I would wager those of you who who are ascended and those of you who are you know the, the masters, the reason that you have came through is that isn't because you are doing this for the first time. This isn't your first journey. This isn't your first rodeo. Chances are you guys that are listening to this, this is why I say this. And I love to point this out to you and show you through the mathematics that you're here. Know that you're here because you chose to be. Let me take my glasses off because I'm not reading. So you can see my eyes. So, you know, I'm not lying to you. You're here because you chose this. You didn't, nothing is being done to you. You chose to come back here. You weren't drunk. You weren't tricked. You're not in a prison. You're in a prison of the mind, but you're not in a three-dimensional prison where people are flying over here with souls locked up and chucking them down on earth and you can't get out because they have some sort of devices that trap your soul here. That's a lie. That's the telling a little truth. There is a prison here, but it's a prison of the mind. We are all just prisoners here of our own device. You chose to come back here to help the vibration for this change, to witness it, to bring it about, to experience it, even though you've done it before and you know how hard it is, because you've done it before and you know how hard it is, 
you're here to make it easier on these people. And you're doing it every day. Know that. Remember that. Even when you're having a rough time, and it's been rough. These last three years, having a super moon every single full moon, for fuck's sake. Pardon my American. That has not happened in our lifetimes. I don't remember a full moon being a super moon every freaking full moon. It has been for three years. Well, that's been done on purpose. The universal cycle, the cyclical nature of what's happening here. All of this is happening exactly when, where, how, and why it was all designed to. And to know that is to know that, that there is nothing to be afraid of and there's nothing to fight over. And even though it's been rough, and even though sometimes we feel that we're alone because we get beaten down by all of their bombardment trying to tell us that we're alone, know that, know that like, if you saw the movie, know that like when, uh, when, when uh, Gandalf stood in front of the Belrog and said, you shall not pass. That the truth is, that is what you do in that place that those of you who go to when you're sleeping and you sometimes think it's only a dream and you're there and there's people that you recognize and you're fighting some war that you know you're fighting and that there's a magical battle going on. Know that that is real. It is happening. And what's happening and, and what is being seen there, mom, don't worry about that. I'll take care of that. Just leave it alone. I'll, fi I'll fix it. The lamp is, is pushed over. I'm going to have to go, but let me finish the analogy really quickly. That place is real. And in that place, only one person stands and the entire horde that is the onslaught of all that is evil that is attacking is attacking you by yourself. And you are able to always and forever hold them off. You shall not pass. And when they expend every ounce of energy they have and collapse, you collapse as well. But there are people that are there behind you and they go and collect you. That's where the story of the berserker came into play, by the way. And the berserker goes and fights. Mom, just, just leave it alone. I'll come and fix it in a second, okay? I'm done here and I'll fix that for you. Just don't worry about it. Now she's breaking all of the ornaments. I got to go. But know that they come and get you. And they nurture you and love you and put energy back into you. And one other person volunteers to stand in your place. And we all do that individually and we do that collectively. And that is the way it is. That is the way of life. And that is the truth. And that place really exists. And you are really there. And it is really happening. And we do that here. And we don't realize we're doing it here when we get locked into this reality. I love you guys. I got to go because I got to pick up the pieces now from everything that just fell over. Mom was trying to close the window but didn't know the lamp was up against the window. And it slid the thing onto the desk and knocked everything over. I love you guys. I'll talk to you guys next week. Have a great night.